My name is Grundy. Born on a Monday. The following recording was taken from an NSA wiretap of a back to defense taping. No names have been changed. Everyone is guilty. Do I need to mine or am I good where I'm at? Well, now you do. <laughs> if I have to mine, you have to yours. You might want to yours only if you do have it set to automatically because you don't want it to automatically because the thing never works right. Because what will happen is it will be used to you at a particular time. And then if you go out of that, it scrambles to uh, a and it doesn't fast enough. So it's better to just set it up. Oh, okay. It it really doesn't work well. So I checked. uh, I checked my uh, Mm -hmm. my. It definitely built built me for the hotel for all three of us. Join back to the bins every week for goodness. Solomon Grundy hate voiceovers. Now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. I'm the best there is at what I do. What I do best is a very nice. Welcome to Two True Freaks. It's another five-minute freak. I'm Chris Honeywell, and this time we are we are addressing the Wolverine, which has been out a little while. And this is this is a good little follow-up to the Back to the Bins coattails riding Wolverine show. And I have, of course, our uh, a cross section of our Two True Freaks commentators here. We've got oh man, we've got a panel full of Chris's today. I'm Chris Honeywell. We've got Christopher J. Warden and Christopher Tyler. Yo! The holy trinity of two true freaks, Chris's. Oh, God. And scary. Oh, oh, no. Scary thought. We've also got Dr. Bill Robinson. And, I ain't pretty. And Paul Muty Hater Spataro. <laughs> Call me Chris <laughs> Paul Spataro. <laughs> and in the studio with me. In the, actually occupying the same space, a rare occasion in podcasts. Kind of scares Scott me a little Gregor. bit, man. Yes, good evening. Scott 2.0. Scott 2.0. So I've been designated. <laughs> After his next brainwashing, he'll be Scott 2.1. <laughs> Patch upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Or I like to think of it as. <laughs> so we're going to do what we usually do with these. We're going to just go around and... Uh, Everybody's going to give their little sort of capsule review, and then we shall discuss. All right, starting out on my list, working backwards, is uh, Dr. Bill Robinson. Hey! What you think, man? I just saw it tonight, and... Ooh, I, fresh. I like You're the freshest, yes. then. I, have, uh, I haven't had any time to build up any negative toxins in my system. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll see if we can help you with that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Overall, it was good. It was a good flick. Plenty of action. Um. 
towards the end, I was a little little confused, but that's because maybe I just shut my brain off and I enjoyed it, and I didn't, I wasn't looking for things coming. You know, I was kind of kind of scratching my head, going, "Wait a minute, why why is this guy doing that? What's going on here?" I don't want to give anything away until we officially say spoilers, but uh, but yeah. No complaints here. Um, trying to pick out any... Uh, uh, the special effects, as always, were good. This was a little bit of a different tone for a Marvel movie, I think. It was It was a little... Uh, I, I guess you could say it was a little more on the adult side. You know, we had a little bit of language. Uh, although there wasn't a lot of blood. I don't know. It just seemed to be maybe a darker, heavier tone. Not not as light as Iron Man or light as as the Avengers. Um, but it's, but it's the X-Men. So, you know, it's its own, you know, although it's a Marvel movie, it is under in, it's, it's in a different company's, um, wheelhouse. So, so I guess it would have a different theme. And I was, uh, really surprised at the end credits because I hadn't been spoiled. I hadn't heard anything. I stayed away from all spoilers on this movie. So I would be completely surprised. And overall, I liked it. No major complaints here. Oh, and just for future reference, spoil away, everybody, because okay, we've well, never then, held back. If before, you're listening, so. you've been listening for three weeks but by the time this comes out. It's good yeah. for people listening for the first time, though, that you didn't spoil it. Now we'll give the disclaimer. I probably should have given it at the top, but now we'll give the disclaimer and say, spoilage. Yeah, <laughs> spoilers. So there will be spoilers. Okay, well, what well what I didn't see coming was the whole. I didn't realize that the old man, that Yoshida was was in the Silver Samurai. Oh, I, was, I, I didn't. I, as far as I was concerned, he was dead, and I couldn't figure out. I'm like, why is it? Why is why is the one, um, the one ninja guy that that wanted, uh, uh, what's her name? Ah. Uh, Erica. Thank you, thank you. You know why is he saying I'm still doing so and so's wishes? I don't get it. Uh, but uh, oh, oh, oh my God! I, I, I totally. The moment when I put my hand on my mouth and went <gasps> was when Wolverine got his claws chopped off. Oh yeah. I was like, I was like, whoa! Oh my God! Oh well, he still got. Oh shit! He lost the other ones too. <laughs> you are still fresh, aren't you? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, well, yeah. Well, all right, turn. on, on with the next one. On with the next review. All right, next on our list we got Christopher J. Warden back from you'll remember oh. from the Man of Steel. Yeah, the ballless review, our ballless review, spineless one. The twelve. Oh, oh no, bullshit! Bullshit! If I had this set up, I'd be still ranting over that bullshit. <laughs> Anyways. Which leads right into what I'm going to say about this movie. I'm a DC fanboy. I'm not a Marvel zombie by any stretch of the imagination. I like Marvel comic books. I like all comic books. So I had no expectations of this movie. I didn't hunt out anything. I really was even nonplussed about going and seeing it. Like, unlike most guys, I actually have a wife that loves comic book movies, likes action flicks, so she drags me all to these. She actually wanted to see um, Hugh Red 2 and the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. of course well, she did. Yeah. 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 But that works out yeah, for you, hopefully. She liked the bat. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, she oh, probably no, loved no, the bat scene. Yep. The bat scene was all good. Yep. So, 
So yeah, I see it saw very little about this, but you know, I I, I knew it was about uh, the Japan. So of course it was going to involve the book you guys just covered on the Back to the Bin episode. So that was really cool that you guys timed it like that. So kind of refresh that story in my head. Um, overall for me, this is in the middle of the pack for the comic book movies I've seen so far this year. I thought Iron Man 3 was better than than this. Red 2 was better. Man of Steel was way down on the list. Um, I'll put, hell, I'll put Long Ranger in there too as a superhero movie. That was sure. down. So it's right in the middle. It was, it was, it was good visuals. It, it was a good, you know, kind of superhero movie. Then it went into Asian martial arts movie, which was, I'm still good with. Um, I'm not, I'm not a critic. I'm not a, I, I just sit here and eat the stuff up. I'll watch anything. Um, so realism, if it's realistic, not realistic, it's all good by me. Um, what kind of really threw me was uh, the actress who played Yukio, uh, Yukio, whatever, Angular Yukio. Face Lady. Yeah, Yukio. I'm like, wow. When I saw her face, I said, you know, I bet she, she's going to be a mutant just on the looks of her. So, you know, that was <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, again, the train scene was was like it for for on the special effects for me was like. Um, uh, it was really cool on how they did, but I didn't have a really oh shit moment towards the end, and uh, and we'll talk about it later um, with Viper. Um, but unlike Bill, actually, I kind of guessed the uh, old man Yoshido was uh-huh. in there. Uh, when when uh, uh, Markio, Mar- whatever the hell her name is, dude, I'm a Michigander, I can't speak straight. Um, Anyways, when she when she went to uh, talk to Wolverine and Silver Samurai, turned over and looked at her. I said, "All right, somebody's in there." So I wasn't totally surprised the dude was in there. I was more surprised on on the the crutch of the story of him trying to get uh, Logan's uh, regeneration. So, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I watched it again. Dicks. All right. All right. It's time for Paul Spatar. Paul, are you going to piss all over this one, too, like you did with Pacific Rim? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I, I don't think I really pissed on Pacific Rim anyway. You're going to take but, a big uh, dump on this movie's chest, just like you did with Del Toro's movie? Well, I'm going I'm to start off by being overly positive to the popular conception of things, because I'm going to say that I would never argue that x-men origins wolverine is a good movie because i think i would lose any credibility that i do have whatever tiny bit of credibility i have yeah but but i think that movie is overly dumped on as are a few in that you could put it on and i think it's an overall entertaining movie there's things about it where it fails miserably but i didn't think it was a horrible unentertaining movie i thought it was okay this movie though uh took a total change of tone uh, the, the the two almost don't seem like they're in the same series, even though they have the same character. That was a very almost Silver Age type take on movies, whereas this is more a, of a modern take on it. Uh, I've heard some criticism that this movie was uh, a, a very slow ride, uh, and I don't agree with that criticism because I thought it was more of what I would call a slow burn, where it slowly ramped up as the movie went on. There were action sequences interspersed in that that were excellent, 
the train sequence, the sequence at the funeral. There were just a lot of good action scenes put into it. But the tension in the movie was on a slow burn the whole time. Uh, I did at no point in the movie believe that the old man was dead. And I kind of thought he had to be in the Silver Samurai armor. So that one, not, you know, not to say I, you know, was any great sleuth on that. But uh, it, it just seemed to jump out at me that that had to be where he was. Uh, once the scene happens where the ninjas take Wolverine down... It seemed to me like the tone of the movie totally changed at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it then went almost to that more comic comic booky feel. the The first three quarters of the movie almost had the sense of being like a James Bond movie more than a comic book movie. Uh, but then, like I said, the tone totally changed. I still enjoyed it. Uh, it had a different feel to it though, and I didn't think that the abrupt change in tone was a good thing. That bothered me some. Uh, I also thought the character of Viper kind of sucked. I thought she was very misused. I didn't like her at all. I thought the movie could have done without her altogether, to be honest with you. Uh, She was probably my biggest criticism in the movie. Uh, But overall, I really enjoyed it. And I thought the after, or the, actually it was kind of a during credit sequence, I believe. But uh, I thought that credit sequence was awesome. And it makes me, really look forward to days of future past on to our next critic all right we got the hair metal hero chris tyler yo snick snick two out of three chris's (laughs) two out of three chris's agree we'll we'll see how the chris what the the chris lineup is uh i also enjoyed (laughs) I, i also enjoyed this uh quite a bit it was uh it, definitely different in tone, but I'm not uh, I'm not displeased with that. We finally got a serious, uh, complex but not complicated story involving Wolverine, where it's actually all about him, and uh, it's it's an underdog story. It's it's him post X Men three and drinking and trying to drink himself to death in in the Yukon and uh, at the beginning. Uh, looking like a Geico caveman and uh, thinking about what he did to Jean Grey and I, uh, I, I like the fact that they did oh yeah I like the fact that they didn't gloss over any of that it, it's 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 Wolverine's comeback story and it just happens to involve him finding the love of a beautiful Asian woman <laughs> which you know that's cool with me I, either one of them you know <laughs> we Yuki, know you're not Yuki, Yukio or America beautiful Asian woman <laughs> A viper, on the other hand, I can do without. <laughs> but, uh, um, oh, Gardner, both of them needed a cheeseburger. Oh, they definitely did, but I mean that you know that physiology allows you certain moves that are um, harder to pull off with a curvy. Not woman. only is yeah, there spoilers, but it, we've maybe. reached PG thirteen, folks. <laughs> oh. Of course, it's always on me when it reaches PG-13. Oh, no, we're expecting uh, you to push it over well, that hard. I was going to say, the meter should still be yeah. running. <laughs> Let me just... They're both the kind of broad that you could definitely see them naked and eat sushi off of them. There yes. we go. We hit the explicit tag. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, it's got ninjas, you know, so I'm a sucker for ninjas. Uh, I'm a sucker for Wolverine being put into a position where he's usually not, which is uh, getting his ass beat thoroughly. And, and you know, actually, possibly dying because of it. Um, 
you know, you, you started in World War II. I'm a sucker for that, too. I mean, let's you know, he, he's been around since, what, like 1860? Let's explore some of that, because um, Wolverine Origins didn't really do much with that. Um, well, they only showed I, him I, in the Eastern Theater, I think. And, uh, it was, yeah. He was storming Normandy. And... But for, like, <laughs> yeah, for two seconds. Well, yeah, well, it was a montage, montage sequence, yeah. but it was pretty cool. It was. It yeah. was a great montage. Yeah, it's a great montage, but, I mean, that's a whole area that could be mined for stories uh i I just i I just really liked it i liked seeing a serious you know uh a serious take with wolverine where it's it's all about him i mean because let's be honest he's been the best character in all the x-men movies um is that what he does I, yeah, and I'm I'm the worst there is at what I do. Someone, um, I th- thankfully he hasn't uttered that phrase in the movies. I but, think uh, he did in Origins, I think. Did he? Oh, let's see, that's. I mean, I like I like the movie. That goes to show you that I don't remember that much of it. Um, but uh, yeah, Wolverine. This this movie should be called Super Happy Adventure Japanese Logan Adventure Time like where time. he gets his groove back. <laughs> yeah, where he gets his groove back at the end. But uh yeah, the um the declawing was a oh shit moment for me. Oh my god. And so was Viper's death cuz that was a oh god moment for me. That was that was grisly. But uh that was yeah. fucking awesome. It was awesome. That 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 broad is not attractive, but her face is striking. Is and I wanted to strike. It. <laughs> I was just gonna yeah. say the same thing. But um, yeah, I, I I liked it. You get oh, th- this is my only nitpick. I'll I'll just drop this out right now. You had him being able to get injured, and you didn't have him lose an eye and put an eye patch on, like in the uh, the series in the '80s when he was Patch. Yeah, that's my nitpick. Oh. <laughs> that's the only thing I would have I would have nice. liked to have seen. They weren't gonna do that to the pretty boy. He is a little pretty, but you know what are you gonna do? I'd I rather think the ladies would dig him with an eye patch. Yeah, but wouldn't he... they? My question is: Is he gonna have bone claws for the uh, Days of Future Past movie? Because nah, I bet you he'll have been only in the current then. timeline. Uh, yeah. Uh... Uh, oh dear. Oh wait, if he's buddy buddy with Magneto now, though, I'm sure yeah, Magneto yeah, will be like, "Maybe they'll hook him up." On. That movie's either brilliant or the biggest mess ever. But I'm... it's got Peter Dinklage, so yeah, could be a brilliant mess. Well, I'll take one of those as long as it's not boring. Yeah. It could be a giant fucking sentinels in it. That's probably the one thing I don't... I don't have a feeling that it's going to be boring. It could suck, but I don't think it's going to be boring. Uh, I don't think there has been a boring X-Men movie yet. I still haven't seen three, but I haven't been bored by a single one yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Three three gets a lot of shit, but it's... I, I... you haven't I was seen fine three? with it. No, I haven't. Seen I would. Three. I would it's describe not slow, three. It's not the boring. Same. It's got plenty. Of oh, so then recognize and. I would describe it the same way I described Wolverine Origins earlier. I think it gets a lot of shit that, you know, yeah, it's not a great movie. Yeah, it's got faults, but I could sit down and watch it and watch it's entertaining. It, right. Well, do you know what happens to Magneto right. at the end of three? Yes. No, not nothing. You. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> if you watch the whole movie. Well, yeah. Yeah, you have you have to see his right. end sequence. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yep. I, I imagine I'll be watching yeah, but... it in order to prepare for Days of Future Past. I probably should have watched Spo- it to prepare Spoilers for... for The Last Stand. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that's yeah, I was going to say, now. Chris, cause, because uh, if, you've seen, if you've seen three, you would be at the, uh, at the end there, you'll be wondering how he was back. Oh. No, but I think at the end they even show you how Well, yeah, but it's debatable. I mean, no, yeah, they, they did. 
No, they did. They did yeah, they did. They did show how he came back, but that's that's the key selling point to me. Is like, all right, explain to me how he came back because the way he went out, really, how is he going to come back? Because he was disintegrated. At, yeah, the no, no, no. Oh, you're talking about days of future past. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no, no. Well, well, no, he's talking about he's talking oh. about Xavier, not Magneto. Yeah. Well, Xavier oh. popped into that other body. Yeah. But why does he look like Patrick Stewart? Because uh, we want surgery. Patrick Stewart. Come on. All right. All right, now I got to watch The image inducer. Patrick Stewart in the Yeah, answer, there you go. Looks <laughs> like he had a, had a uh, face job recently. There you go. Well, they might be... I, I thought that, too. I thought he looked a little youthful, and I wonder if they're doing the same thing they did. Because remember in the early really? part... Really? You thought he looked youthful? I thought well, he looked I, he, he, Well, no, he just looked weird. He just looked really his, weird. His skin looked weird, I thought. I thought it looked like he just had a... Had a Maybe you know, he's, like a, a, well, he's a robot of some sort. <laughs> Re- he's he's well, looking like Joan Rivers. Well, they uh, they like de-ageified him, whatever, through special effects in um, at the beginning of three. Yeah. At, at the beginning, and maybe they did a little bit of something there. Although Magneto looked pretty rough, yeah. a couple of rough nights in a bar or yeah. something there. Yeah, just to get, get that Gandalf beard off and wig. It's yeah. a lot of spirit glue on the face. Yeah. Now tell me you wouldn't have been awesome if he just looked at Wolverine and yelled out, you shall not pass. <laughs> well, yeah. But <laughs> have died. <laughs> Luckily, that, we won't have to see that. So out out of the, uh, these things. Or with E... Or made, with the... Oh, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. I was going to say, it, was, it made me chuckle when Wolverine opted out of the full body scan. Yeah. It, yeah. It was like, down. yeah. Actually, we should let our final that. guys do their reviews here, guys. I'm, we're, yeah. we're really stepping oh, on them. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, well, we got, okay, well, we got Scott McGregor next. Oh, dear. All right. Um, actually, I'm going to plug another Two True Freaks podcast that I just started listening to, uh, Hey Kids Comics, something like that. Anyway, um, Andrew, is it? It's all right. Um, said something Andy on Michael. Yes. podcast that... Uh, struck home to me in that uh, you know when he goes to these movies he's paying to be entertained and so he goes in with a less than critical mind than he gets a couple weeks down the line I think that's uh, where I'm at with this movie and most of the ones I've seen this summer in that I go in and have a great time at most of them and I did it you know Wolverine 2 I mean fucking snickety snick and ninjas you know I'm there you got my money no question um Unfortunately, I, I, I'm starting to lean towards I'd really almost rather not see these little tributes to the classic comic books. I'd rather see these characters in totally new stories because ultimately you're always disappointed because it's never going to reach your perception of the source material. And obviously the source material was the brilliant, you know, Miller and Claremont thing in the what is late 80s wasn't it yeah early, yeah it was early 80s it was like 80s. 85 yeah. 82 82 really that wow, wow. So i probably didn't even chris you, you were on the show weren't but, you um <laughs> i don't remember them numbers <laughs> you know i mean it definitely had this like the lord of the ring movies it definitely had the spirit of the books or the source material you know but it can't ever be the same thing and i accept that going in um, overall, the action and everything was great, and the acting, and you know, the, you couldn't ever have anybody else as Wolverine but Jackman. So he, he better eat his Wheaties and be prepared for a long life of sequels. Um, but you know, they, he always nails it, and uh, most of the other characters. I thought the the Japanese actresses or Asian actresses they found for Yuriko and Mariko were fucking awesome, spot on. 
Um, kind of wish Yuriko's origins and story was a little closer to Miller's um, thing, where she, I think she was more like just kind of a freelance assassin for the family, or maybe even working against the family, and she ended up in bed with Wolverine too, consequently. I uh, didn't mind Viper as a villainess. I thought the whole... I thought it was a nice twist that it wasn't just Wolverine was going to up and give up his immortality to this guy, that he refused, and then ultimately Viper ended up kind of doing it to him anyway. So I thought that was kind of a nice little plot twist. Um, the ending, you know, was kind of where it didn't fall apart for me, but it's just kind of another, oh yeah, here's the Hollywood producer-influenced ending where the, you know, Silver Samurai is no longer a super-powered mutant, but now a cyborg robot thing. But that served the story, too, and I think I saw pretty early on that Yoshida was going to end up in the suit. You know, once they kind of started focusing on the suit, and it's like, yeah, we never saw him in the ground. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I said my nitpicks are only from the deviations of the source material, which I would have ever seen, you know, would have rather seen a little closer to it. And I could have really done without the whole Jean Grey angle, honestly. I didn't think it... When they first started talking about making this Wolverine movie, um, you know, it was the kind of thing where they were kind of promising us this will be the standalone one. This is going to be a real just Wolverine movie with not too many ties to the larger universe. And I just felt like it was a little forced... Um, you know, and I think they will, should have maybe focused a little more on him falling in love with Mariko a little longer, but you're not going to sell that in Hollywood, too. It's like, let's have a long, sprawling love affair between the two characters and try to throw in some ninja fights. No, you want to keep it yeah. so all the girls watching it can... <laughs> but it was good. You Actually, uh, there was good chemistry between Jackman and that actress, I thought. I, I bought it, so that was a good point, but... I'm rambling as I knew I would, so I'll wrap it up and just say that I really did enjoy it. Definitely watch it again. Um, the only other maybe nitpick I have is I don't feel like they've consistently nailed like what should be Wolverine's fighting style in movies. There have definitely been some moments where I felt like, fuck yeah, this is Wolverine from a comic panel. Um, which you can't do it right from the comic, comic panels sometimes because it gets ridiculous, but... I don't know, I, I just feel like I always felt Wolverine was a little more agile, a little more adept in like martial arts and stuff than they tend to show him in these movies, but that's just a little thing, because it's still Claws and Ninjas. On to the next. Well, after Chris is done, let's revisit that Jean Grey thing, because I disagree with you a little on that okay. one. Okay. I really, I really liked it. I don't know if I went in with... I would say low expectations or no expectations, but I remember seeing the the trailer for it and not really being interested in it before that, and then going, "Oh, okay, this looks like it's more of a more down to earth," you know. And that's what I liked about it is, you know, it's not the fate of the universe at, at stake here. It's it's just sort of a little noir mystery in Japan, and. I liked that it showed how you could set a dark tone for a comic movie, which I usually bitch about. But it wasn't a, it, ha, it still had its moments of levity and humor in it too, or, or lighter, nice moments, and definitely moments of humanity in it. And uh, 
I, I think the first, like uh, a lot of you said, the first three quarters of it, I really like when when it became another mutant story, and you know, there's other mutants coming in. I didn't like the Viper. I thought that actress was terrible. She had that weird lip thing going on, and so just I I don't think she was very good. And that that whole element of it, yeah, you know, it didn't really bother me that much, but it it, it took me out of the whole. You know, I, I liked it being this little compact story in Japan with with ninjas and dynasties and the Yakuza and and Wolverine just sort of stuck in the middle of it, you know, as a as a pawn slash, you know, victim in the in the middle of it and he has to, you know, sort of redeem himself through it. The Jean Grey thing, I think that could have been resolved in it could have been one scene at the one scene at the beginning and left it at that it didn't need to go through a whole repetition until it resolved at the end you quote unquote resolved Uh, didn't think that was necessary but all in all um i hate when i see people going up on the roof of a train I hate it. I hate it. It's been in too many movies. It's never been exciting for me. I love the the bullet train sequence in this. I thought it it took a new um, approach. On it, it really reminded me of like fresh the fresh days of Spielberg, when you would have a um, action sequence that just was sort got you viscerally involved in it, you know, and. Uh, had a way of expressing the space and the physics of the fight, whether they're realistic or not, they're consistent in in it. And the way that he fights this guy on top of the bullet train, uh, bullet train which is going 300 miles an hour, is just awesome. It's awesome. It's a comic book come to life mixed with a James Bond movie, and was you know getting me wound up in the theater. You know, yeah, yeah doesn't happen that often and it's great in the same month i had that in pacific rim getting me all revved up in the in the theater <laughs> but um all in all i you know the 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 post credits or you know credit sequence it was it was there as sort of an establishment of the next movie and saying okay here comes the next movie but it wasn't especially witty or you know a neat little presentation or reveal there's a reveal in it to an extent but it was just sort of there sort of like all right we're linking on to the next movie you know that wasn't as didn't especially get me psyched for the next movie although i am because so far the last two x-men movies i've seen i've enjoyed immensely before that, I saw Wolverine Origins, which I I didn't really like, but at the same time, like Paul said, it's watchable. You know, it it doesn't get it's not boring. It's parts of it are kind of laughable, but it's watchable mostly because Hugh Jackman is totally committed to being Wolverine, and he he just he nobody else can is going to play that character anywhere near. I mean, he's perfect. He is Wolverine come to life. You know. Except he's about a foot too tall. It's yeah, yeah but it doesn't even even despite yeah, but that's even more testament to how much he's really into it because you know I I didn't realize it till this movie was all all the way almost all the way over and I was just like 
man, he just looks like the character come to life. I don't even question that it's an actor playing Wolverine. You know, he's just, it's like Shelley Duvall as olive oil. It mm-hmm. was meant to be. Yeah. Um, so I was, right. I was very happy with it. It's not anything that it's not a, it, um, I like the director had style, you know, and was, there was style in it. It wasn't like I'm making a comic book movie. There was a little bit of his own, you know, flavor and texture. You could just see it it, like a real movie. And, and I enjoy that. You don't have to have the whole movie like that, but little touches of it here and there really, really add to the realism of it. And, um, I mean, it's it's almost worth the price of admission for the bullet train and getting to see the the you know the the bombs drop at the end of World War Two. You don't often see that in movies, especially no. as the opening scene. And uh, yeah, and usually you have to hide in a refrigerator when it happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I like that scene too. Yeah. I like that scene too. But uh, all in all, I, I I it's not going into my list of favorite movies of all time. But I was. I was genuinely completely pretty much satisfied with it. The ending didn't ruin it for me, but it was a bit of like, okay. But that happens, you know, that's a syndrome that uh, I've noticed is just almost constant with big movies is that last act just almost always fizzles out. There's very rarely a time where... um, you know, Avengers was a was a an exception, yeah. but I, I mean, all the Iron Man movies do it. Even though I really yeah. like all of them, they sort of all turn into. It just seems to take a drastic shift in tone. I think it's almost palpable, like shift of atmosphere of the movie. They, that was my problem with it. Not not that the ending was unsatisfying, right. but that it just. It it took you out of the movie because the tone changed back so dramatically. Back to X Men movie, it it turned back into an X Men movie. Yeah, yeah. It changed from a spy intrigue movie to an X Men. Right. Wouldn't have happened if Darren Aronofsky had done this. I would have liked to have Wolverine <laughs> been the only mutant in the whole movie. Yeah, me too. Totally. Until the credit sequence, you know. That was what was beautiful about the Miller series is that that was pretty much the case, and he still got his ass kicked. It was Mutant Sam Spade. Yeah, Yeah. it was Mutant Sam Spade. And and it's funny, Scott Gardner made the comment like, oh, Wolverine gets knocked out doing what he does best, getting knocked unconscious. (laughs) And it's like, that's what happens in every Sam Spade detective story. You know, (laughs) he he talks to the girl, she gives him the job, and the next thing you know, she's beating him over the head with a flower pot, and he's waking up with the bad guy or a cop or something, you know, get up, Spade. Yeah. Yeah, next thing you know, Lauren Bacall's making out with him. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then does a Kirk and punches him out, you know. So you <laughs> know, that I I like that aspect of it, and I like the aspect that he's really that he's more vulnerable in this one, and you know, take it. He can take a lot of bullets, but they're really taking the, a toll on him. The heart him surgery this. scene was fucking awesome. I <laughs> oh, all right. I was going to say about that because. They were talking that his healing factor was supposed to be removed or whatever, but that bug that Viper dropped down his throat just, re- I guess would be the best way to say is retarded. Yeah. Because there's no way that he should have been going by the end. I mean, it slowed it to the point to almost nil, but it still had to be working to some some extent. 
Oh, yeah. Because of how much damage he took. Yeah, he had like 100 arrow ropes in him. So. That was, I thought that sequence was so that, cool. Oh, the yeah. that, was, that was great. That was the best panel from. Well, he was healed by that point anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By then it was back. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was totally healed. That's right. Yeah. It, 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 when you just mentioned that surgery scene, it just reminded me that this had a bit in common with Prometheus because it had a mm-hmm. self surgery scene and uh, the old man fighting death type thing yeah. and, yeah. and returning right. in the third act and promptly getting right. taken out. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> well, Spoiler alert! So wait, we had a point we were going to get back to. Jean I'm Grey. Jean Grey. Jean and her Grey. cleavage was magnificent. Jean Grey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Jean Grey. I want to hear what Paul's going to say about that. Did, uh, First of all, I thought she looked much better in this movie than she did six years ago in The Last Stand, or yeah, however many yeah. years ago The Last Stand was. But uh, she's I in the thought... afterlife. You always are clean. Yeah, you get that nice. <laughs> all right, I can't. I can't wait. You get the high pro as Scott Gardner puts it. You get the high pro glow. <laughs> I, I thought that was a much better way of showing the uh, the difficulty he was having dealing with the aftermath of a, of a prior movie. I thought that was much better done than the over-the-top, cringing-in-the-corner, Tony Stark, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress. I, I thought this was, you know, it was a more personal, internalized yeah. thing. Uh, and, and I thought it was really quite effective, actually. And I thought the fact that it continued to haunt him until he managed to overcome it, well, I think- you know, as the movie went on and he found love somewhere else and he, he accepted that he does what he has to do and that, you know, that well, that he could live with his past. He's he's uh, also he's also really old. Yeah. He's also a tough guy, and Tony Stark is like you know, he's kind of he is kind of a wimp, even though he's a superhero. He's still. But that was one of the things I did not like in the yes. Iron Man movie. I didn't like the post-traumatic stress scenes. I thought they were poorly done and way too over the top. I thought it was almost insulting. It was almost just uh, thrown in. Who, yeah. who they were a little back. over the top. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they didn't do a good job of that. Yeah, to expand on that. Well, yeah. So I thought this played it very well. I thought this made it, you know, in, in a realistic way because I could see if if you've been through anything, and I've, you know, obviously I've never had to stab a girl who I love through the heart. Uh, well, not obviously, <laughs> but I haven't. But uh, I, I could see where if you had. You know, so, meanwhile, your situation. picture is Hannibal Lecter on my Skype. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who did that, pal. I know. But. Uh, but I could see where that, where you would, you know, where you might put up the brave front for everybody else. But when in your private moments, in your in your dreams, in your nightmares, where that would come back to haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's that's the way they were playing it. And I I didn't think that they overdid it by having it be a continuing thing. I thought it was really well played. I thought she was very subtle in the way she played the role as well, which I didn't always think in the other movies. Uh, that she, you know, the ones that she was in. I, I thought, I thought that was really a well done aspect of the movie, and I, I kind of liked the whole thing. I didn't mind. I it agree. As a concept, and I just, I think I agree more with Chris Prime, and that it was just maybe a little overdone. I didn't mind it being in the movie. It didn't ruin the movie for me. I, what it was just seemed a little strange and out of continuity because a, um, Wolvie and Gene never really got together in the movies. You know, he always wanted to. You know, they obviously, I think, eventually did a hundred times in the comics, but um, 
so it was just kind of the her like being right in bed with him and everything was you know more fantasy than than warning apparition i think come on with comic geeks who hasn't been there well you know <laughs> yeah but uh so that was just a little weird and you know i, I guess i'm you know i'm a claremont purist so i'm still a little pissed that you know cyclops is not in the picture anymore and boring character that he is but i digress <laughs> but um i don't know i think it was just maybe a little overstuffed i think i agree with uh chris and that i i wish it was just you know wolverine against ninjas with some high you I know like japanese that. family intrigue and um I like the idea of standalone Wolverine stories. I'd yeah. love to, uh, you know, I could watch a whole movie of Wolverine in the wilderness as Mountain Man, right? <laughs> you know, just beating the shit out of poachers and stuff like that. You know, yeah, that scene was done nicely. I thought actually that that was a recreation from the that was pretty much that in the that in the uh, arrows, you know, and ninjas was pretty much the two things that they, besides character names and general yeah. general relationships. Were the only two things that were sort of lifted off the comic, I thought. Yeah, and well done. I mean, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you're right. Yeah, very much so. I would have liked if they right out of that. Actually, I, I agree with the bear scene. I would have liked if they stayed even more true to the comic and the bear scene because I really liked the way it was done in that. In the, the comic. bear was insane, and he had to fight it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. He had to actually track it down. You know, he knew about the people who had been killed, and he had to actually track it. This one, you know, the bear was laying there in in misery. Yeah. You know, and he just basically put it out of its misery. He didn't have to battle it or anything. Yeah, but and 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 my daughter, you know, turned to me. I my two kids were there at the movie with me, and my daughter turned to me and said, "You know, why did he kill the poor bear?" <laughs> and, I, and I had to explain. Well, it was suffering, and he had to put it out of its misery. It but, you know, I think that works though, because that's kind of the whole theme of the movie is getting put out of your misery. That's a little the- choppy. I'm wondering if that scene doesn't exist, and it maybe just got. I don't know why you would leave it out, but. Maybe they didn't want to set up a Wolverine fighting a giant bear and make ninjas seem less than. Well, at, at that point, I think they wanted it to be more like. I mean, he was, he he was swearing never to take another life. Yeah. But he had to take the bear's life, just out of compassion, you know, as yeah. as one living creature another, out of respect. And so he broke his vow right in the first five minutes of the movie, technically. And even said out loud, don't make me do this. Yeah, and it was was basically, yeah, it was basically, you know, that set the whole tone for, you know, Wolverine just can't get away from (laughs) wasting people. Yeah. He's born to do it. In this... In this day and age, I don't think they could have got away with him fighting the bear because they set up in the first couple scenes before that, they set up that whole mutual respect thing. Right. You know, the bear clawed the tree, and then Wolverine came back and clawed it back, saying, you know, this is my area, this is your area. Then the bear pissed on the pissed on it, saying, well, this is my area, man. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it would have blown the whole respect thing, I think, is what they were thinking. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I, th- I think it could have made for a nice pre credit sequence just to have the whole thing play out just exactly the way they did in the comic though oh yeah you could it could have been a great little opening sequence you know chase sequence 
Uh, Indeed, yeah. you could have played it the exact same way too, where you know he's after a killer of some sort, but you don't know what you he's after. What it is, you know, yes. you think you're thinking he's after another person, and then ultimately right. he gets confronted in the cave by the bear. I, th- I think it could have played really, really well. Uh, I think that was just there to show that he was a wounded but, animal as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, but uh, but you, I think they could have made more out of it. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of surprised they actually he was uh, sporting the Grizzly Adam look because I never knew Wolverine could grow his hair that long. <laughs> you know, as as they showed in the scene, <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at, going like, all right, you know, in the scenes before that, they showed him down in the hole. They showed they had the bone claws. That's that. I don't want to say that's the MacGuffin or whatever it was, but they showed that. All right, the bone claws are there. That's that's to put that in your mind. And he got, you know, he saved the dude. He got toasted, and as he's regenerating, his hair is growing right back out. And um, that was a total comic booky thing. Yeah, if um, your hair grows before, back out, why does it just Bobo keep and other things? Uh, mo- it was muscle memory. Yeah, why can't just keep on growing whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. He has control he, of his... Like, oh. again, I I always say I should... He's a mutant. I don't know. Mutant science. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shut... <laughs> I shut my mind off for the realism or whatever, but I just thought it was really weird that they did the whole Grizzly Adam. Yeah, because, again, I didn't think that was something they could do with him. It was a scene from Gentle Ben. <laughs> Keep it out in the woods for a while, apparently, though. I, mean, I don't know. They didn't really give us yeah. a time frame of how long after Last Stand it was, I don't think. over At least over a year, yeah. according to Yukio. So, oh, that's right. Yep. That's Yukio. Yeah. Yuriko. Yeah, because where does the origins, Wolverine origins, fit into the to the continuity of the, of the movies? Oh, that's long before it yeah, yeah. exists. In Way theory, before. Wolverine Origins would have ended in the 1970s because it ended around the time of Three, Three Mile, Mile Island. Island. Yeah, I can't so they quite just a bit shave in the past. off okay. the third end of you know the third act of that movie and be like, eh, just nothing to see here because they have like they have a Xavier showing up and another Emma Frost and it was a fucking disaster, really. You know, Emma Frost who was <laughs> well with in Origins 30s and I... 60s because of. I'll, I'll totally give you that for a continuity point of yeah. view. That that it definitely screws up the continuity of these of these movies. The messiest one of all of them so far. I do not oh, yeah. Brian Singer trying to tie all those loose ends together. That's for sure. Maybe he won't even try. Yeah. I wouldn't no. even try. He's got time travel science. Well, that's and then you throw time travel into <laughs> all of it. So what the hell? You know what are you gonna do? Did you hear uh, Andy and Michael on Hey Kids Comics where they were talking about how they brought in James Cameron to uh, help yeah, them with the yeah, time that travel? Uh, that all of a sudden yeah. he's the foremost uh, yeah. authority on time travel? Did they really? Despite that, the fact that, that, that he's got, not a he's joke? got stuff in his own movies no. that doesn't make sense. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wait, wait. Just because... The, just no. two Terminator movies, right? Yeah. And they're, they're, they're judging his expertise on the continuity of the two Terminator movies. Yeah. Apparently. Okay, that's smart. You know, Andy was pointing out that maybe he should have contacted Harlan Ellison instead. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a double-edged sword. You know. oh, yeah. Or the guys that did Back to the Future. That's Andy mentioned Bob Gale also, but yeah. you, you contact Harlan Ellison and he'll help you and then he'll get mad at you. Yeah, and then he'll, yeah, sue, and you. Then he'll yeah. sue you. Sue you for money. Yeah, Cameron's got money. money. He doesn't have to sue anybody. He gets. He's the suey, usually. <laughs> The sewer. <laughs> You're the sewer. 
<laughs> sue me, sue you. Not a George Harrison song. <laughs> How would George Chris, Harrison you get that song right? show up anywhere in a wolf, this Wolverine conversation? Is <laughs> quite an amazing stretch. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. So far, we're doing really good on comic book movies. Still, yeah, we're still that the in like a movie golden age of comic books and. Only, only a few stinkers. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, right. I'm excited right. for Days of Future Past. I think if, if it follows the pattern of First Class and this one, bring it on. Just, I think Scott hit that on the nose, though. That could, that could be great, and it could really, really suck. Yeah. It's gonna have Jennifer Lawrence in it. I will be there. Yeah, sure. I'm not saying I'm not gonna see it. <laughs> I'm just saying it could turn out to be a disappointment. The, the people. Right. Oh, it totally could. Movies seem to be learning their lessons. You know, when they do, when they screw something up. Some of the they, lessons. They, well, some of the lessons, but some of. I mean, the thing about it, the, uh, though, is some of the things we complain about. There's other kinds of nerds who they want that shit. So they're not going to go away satisfied until they see Viper or whatever yeah, in it. Yeah. So, you know, they throw that stuff in there to try to keep everybody as reasonably happy as possible, well, which they, they are need to relatively just settle su- down. And we need they're a successful Wolverine in doing it. Movie the, without other mutants. Yeah, well, I don't know if we'll ever get. Yeah. I mean, well, I would. Well, bit, I don't know if we'll ever. That's why get I manage it. my expectations at all of these now because. Guess what? I don't have a hundred billion dollars to go make a Wolverine yeah. movie that I want to see. Yeah, so yeah. fuck it, I'll take it. Whatever you know, whatever anyone wants well, to shell me out. They did the they did the same formula they've done for most of the movies that they they always throw in two villains at least minimum. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's it's been the rare movie that rare comic book movie we had where it's one on one, and that's where you know. They they won't do the small story. They always have to go big and and encompass so much. Yeah. Um, and some it works all right, some it doesn't. Look how much different things were in Avengers, and that movie was awesome. Yeah. And yeah. and then 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 so, some of the amazing the Spider Man movies, the Sam Raimi is is like oh my gosh, way too many villains. You know, let's let's go back. So. I think they're still trying to figure out the formula. They, I don't know. Well, I think the Sam Ra- I think those the Sam Raimi know. movies were some, made some of the mistakes that, even though they're they're those are Sony, right? That still, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, still, it's right, yeah. It, Mar- but Marvel, like I think Marvel learned. Uh, Marvel was responsible for a lot of what happened in. Uh... Spider-Man three. It wasn't. So. It right, wasn't. You know, right. and Venom and you know Sandman and too many villains that killed Spider-Man three for me. It was freaking dancing emo Peter Parker, and that was just <laughs> that was Sam, that was Sam Raimi all the way. Dude. Yeah. That was, oh yeah, yeah. That, 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 was that you could tell that was thought up by Sam Sam Raimi. You know, he was like, I'm going to do something goofy with this you know but it seems like in this new spider-man movie they're going to do what a lot of us have been saying they should do for a long time and uh actually have like an opening sequence where he fights a villain that probably couldn't carry a movie on his own yeah and then just goes to jail at the end of it yeah yeah Yeah, and and then maybe have the credits after that and then you just never 
deal with that again for the it's rest of the movie. It's a great idea, which, yeah. yeah. You know, basically like your Bond opening sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Indiana Jones. This is a movies. great formula. You know. Yeah, it really is. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that, that we're not mistaken and that they are actually going to do that. Uh, I guess the plan is to build up to the Sinister Six, so yeah, who knows? Well, yeah, and and if you do that, you can you you can show them cool. for just that that opening sequence, and it's good enough. That um, the footage that they showed at Comic Con that got leaked onto the net for a few minutes. All I know is I was really excited because it was mostly Rochester. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was neat seeing it and being like, I know that street, and seeing it CG cut. Like from a sweeping panoramic view of New York City down into you know Main Street Rochester, mm-hmm. it was pretty pretty neat to see. I was just excited that they got the costume right, and he was making jokes. So yeah. I still have yet to see the the. That's the biggest thing for me was the non-jokey Spidey. So yeah, yeah. that's that that doesn't make any sense. I mean, he should have some angst, but. That's why he jokes. Yeah. Once that costume goes on, it's supposed to be happy-go-lucky. Yeah, he's his alter ego. He gets to let go yep. and be... Yep. Uh, but that's Spider-Man, the opposite of Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with I don't know, man. Not in the but 80s. Spider-Man true. was pretty dark. That's true. <laughs> I have... Oh, one scene... Who? Who? One, scene... Oh. one scene we didn't t- talk about was when he oh. chucks the guy out the window. <laughs> yeah. How did you know there was a pool there? Awesome! I didn't. Yeah, that, was cool. that was James Bond right there. That was from uh, from Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds Are Forever, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, this is... I, I... My wife asked me... My wife asked me if they are making a statement about the red underwear. Oh. oh. How so? <laughs> Superman, no red underwear. Wolverine Tosh isn't a guy with red underwear. Yeah. Could be. That's a leap. That's yeah. That's that's uh, that's a stretch, but I think it was more just oh, those zany Japanese people <laughs> in their uh, sex <laughs> sex hotels. Yeah. Yes. Do, do we have those in the states? I want one of those. <laughs> that was awesome. And I definitely want to go. I want to go to the Mission to Mars room. Maybe the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mission to Mars. Too much information, pal. <laughs> Mission to Uranus. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Uh, I wish we'd properly like summed up our thoughts because that would have been a good uh, out on this show. But <laughs> we could always get move, out. Could always move it around a little. <laughs> that would be lying. <laughs> You're ruining the narrative integrity. Yeah, that's never done. <laughs> we have integrity. We have a narrative. Uh, I was going to say, what's a narrative? Uh, so does What's anybody have any um this is a show? Anything any last any last thoughts? Definitely the, worth the five fifty ticket and the fifty dollar popcorn we had. Here's a, here's a five dollar <laughs> five fifty ticket yeah. matinees. Yeah, yeah we're gonna go see Elysium on Sunday for the five fifty matinee. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was hoping that. that they might make a new dystopian movie because there's not enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. This is one done by the guy who did District oh, yeah. Nine, so it's gonna rock. It might. I'm not saying it won't, but but it definitely seems like that we're getting a little overkill on the dystopian futures. It's um, yeah. Well, then we've got to change society <laughs> <laughs> because that's why it's you know, it's like the 70s. You know, 
it's like this it's we're having another spate of them like we did during you know uh, then I want Charlton Heston back to. to oh, star I know Charlton. You know, I, I mean, Matt, Wait, I Matt Damon's a good I, actor, but he's no Charlton Heston. Right. That's for sure. I gotta, I gotta eat my soil and green. Hold exactly. On. That's what I. That was the movie I was. Soil and green. Yeah, so. Omega Man. Planet of the Apes. Um. Oh. The man was the mis- the master of mis- of dystopia. What, what was the one uh, set in space with um. Spacetopia. With the oh. the with the psycho. He always plays psych- Bruce Dern. Oh, silent. Oh, silent, silent running. Silent. That was another one. There were, you know. And was that the one where he's driving around the go kart on the? Yeah, uh, yeah they have the, the robots. Louis and Dewey. The yeah, robots. the robots. Agriculture ship. Yep. 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 And, and there were also a spate of like supernatural horror movies then too, and there are now too. So we must be in a similar sort of psych- psychological state. What's you know, somebody commented earlier about the uh, directing in the movie, and uh, I, I looked up the, the director was uh, James Mangold, uh, who also directed Walk the Line, Girl Interrupted, oh. 310 to Yuma. So, I mean, uh, he's a pretty high quality guy. I really enjoyed 310 to Yuma. Direct. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that was yeah, another that slow was burn movie. type movie. Almost had that... Uh, like assault on precinct uh, thirteen yes. kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's the thing is, it, there was a real, there was real, um, real tension in this. You know, the work of a real filmmaker happening in it, which I really like because I think even when they get sometimes real filmmakers to 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 make a movie like this, they they sort of dial back a lot of that, and they they they're like, I'm going to make something pulpy, but this one. Angley. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say it, Paul. I was just about to say it. Maybe Zack Snyder will take some notes on how to have a character that's remorseful yeah, after killing someone. But you're thinking that Zack Snyder knows how to spell and write. Chew <laughs> yeah, bubblegum and walk. Exactly. He's take notes. He's, you know, I mean, halfway through this so... movie, he's probably just like, I gotta go to the bathroom! And then they take him out. So I, I guess we're popcorn. never getting an interview him huh <laughs> i guess we're never getting an interview with him yeah yeah because we were likely well, to that otherwise. would be the uh, uh <laughs> i think the sucker punch review took care of that yeah I, I think <laughs> I the sucker it. punch review it got what it deserved yeah. <laughs> sucker punch to the nuts yeah i yeah no we were talking about filmmakers how did we get on to zach snyder it was yeah, I, I agree. He's he, he. You can call him a director. Don't call him a filmmaker. Ah, uh, you can call him a director. <laughs> that, but I think I call a him a cinematographer. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say he's a visual artist. Yeah, well, I don't know if you want to be throwing the a word around there with him. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's not a word anyway. James Mangold, though, fucking a. He's, he's a, a good, director. He's a director. He's an yeah. actual director. He's got some chops. And there's a little bit of heart and soul in there. Yep. He's got Wolverine chops. That's that's the but big yeah. difference between <laughs> Zack Snyder and and this movie, or certainly the the Watchmen Zack Snyder. Because again, I don't want to get into the debate on Superman with you guys. Uh, but there was no heart and soul in Watchmen exactly. at all. And it's a it's a bleak thing to begin with, but even still, it's all about people at the end of it. Well, and he just you care everybody about- in that was. 
you care about most of the people in Wolverine, or at least most of the people you're yeah. supposed to care about. Yeah. Well, they, they said, uh, I, I was reading about it in the paper the week it opened up. They had a feature on it in the Sunday magazine section, and they said that uh, Mangle took the criticism from Wolverine Origins very seriously by Roger Ebert. That Ebert said, nothing could hurt this guy. What do I care what happens to him? And and that was a big part of this whole storyline where, you know, he became more and more vulnerable, vulnerable as the movie went on. Yeah. Yeah, until where, you you know, when you get hit by a bullet, you'd be like, oh, geez, that's not good, you know. Whereas before... But he still had some of it. He had enough that he could take the bullet and keep running, whereas, you well, know, like one of us... Well, he was also a trained... Crying. Yeah, he's also a trained guy. I mean, it's not like he suddenly didn't know what how to fight and stuff after he got well, shot. It right, was just, but if you right, went, if you went your entire life after that, you know, if you went your entire life basically unable to be hurt, now all of a sudden you could be hurt. You don't think that would throw a little wrench in? It takes worse. a wrench in it. It just means he has to use more willpower in order to, you know, it's it, he's not going to stop fighting and be like, oh god damn it, <laughs> yeah. you know, turn into Peter Green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, most of it. I mean, all of, all of his vital organs are going to be covered up by adam, adamantium anyway. I mean, his heart and his brain, at least. Yeah. So, I don't know. They shot him in the head with an admin, adamantium bullet at the end of no, the... No, no, they didn't. No, I, I, I closed my eyes during that, Pat. That There's a hallucination happen. caused by the radiation of... Rain, radiation. Radiation. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, oh, I guess that's, that's poor... Uh, Poor, poor uh, podcasting that uh, I started off by defending it, and then I point out the stupidest thing in the movie. Well, let's just oh. chalk up any anything dumb in this <laughs> movie to Fukushima and leave it at that. That's a, yeah. So, were all the swords in the house made of go. adamantium? I noticed that, too. Sometimes he was just chopping through swords like butter. Sometimes yeah. sometimes they were... They were, they were Hattori Hanzo steel. I think it's... Well, they said that uh, Shinjin well, yeah, had, been, uh, had, a... had been going after as much adamantium yeah. as he yeah, could. Right. Yeah, but I thought at one point he was fighting with that really old sword, and I was kind of like, hmm. hmm. That was one of the few times my brain engaged. Well, I mean, when the so when he fought with the Silver Samurai, they were... Well, they, yeah, okay. They were, they were sp- sparring with their swords, then the Silver Samurai cuts his claws off it's yeah. like oh now they're <laughs> sharp enough to cut the claws off well no they're... but they cut the claws off because oh, it was no, superheated no, no. oh that's right which Wait, there was a flaw there because the silver samurai yeah, wields a wields a heated sword with one hand and wolverine had to activate it with two that's another time my brain kicked in i was like he Wait. activated it with two though initially but if it's superheated doesn't the adamantium and the sword become soft Shouldn't it just then kind of like go if like a limp uh, noodle. thing? <laughs> <laughs> a limp thing. Uh, you're thinking too much. Yeah, too late for mute physics. <laughs> you're thinking about the book I wrote, Paul. Oh, yeah, okay. Dr. Bill Robinson and the limp thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's his children's uh, book. You should see the illustrations. Yeah. I, you know, kids are getting diabetes and, and, and stuff like this at early ages now. Now they're also getting erectile dysfunction <laughs> at like six years old. Oh, God. <laughs> Dr. P- Dr. Bill Robinson's pediatric limp thing. Yeah, he, he prescribes <laughs> Flintstones Viagra for kids. We just lost Chris. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, since I have the floor right now, do you guys... Gotta shut that comic book nerd off when you go into these movies. Like, 
like it sounds like hair hair metal is, is like the big Wolverine fan. So uh, I guess I'll I'm a big movie. I'm a big movie Wolverine fan. Um, I'm, okay, it, and I, I'm more just because it's it's a lot more consistent than than in the comics where it's just like really another stupid crazy plot twist with Wolverine. Oh, he lost his memory again. Oh, he doesn't remember again. You know, I just I I think what they've done with Wolverine in the movies is simplify him. Yeah. Simplify the backstory enough where he's still an interesting character, but they haven't. You know, you don't have to do the 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 mental gymnastics of, oh god, his backstory is so convoluted. I mean, they almost screwed it up with yeah. with origins, but I don't know. I, I I think in the movies he's uh he's awesome. Oh, I enjoy the movies too it, very much. I've read the comic books over over it. But having to turn off the, the comic book nerd in your head, I think this movie should have been rated R. I um, wish it was rated yeah, R. Yeah, it'd be. Because yeah. I think a Wolverine movie needs to be an R I'd for him to act R like R he's movie. supposed to. With real blood in it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, he he impaled a shitload of people. I you know. know. I really can't yeah, there wasn't a lot of blood. You did see which blood I, on his claws a couple times, which I don't know if I've seen in the movies or not. I, I didn't see any blood. Really. But to, to answer your question, Chris, I do not turn off the comic book nerd at all. No. I'm always looking through the comic nerd eyes. Yeah. I guess I am to a degree, but I also know I also know I'm gonna not gonna get page for page. You know, no, I know I understand that and I like Scott and like uh, Andy Leyland try to go to the movies and get immersed in it. I try not to watch it as a critic. Yeah. Because, like, you know, as, as has been said so many times, I'm not spending all that money to go to, you know, to go out of my way to not enjoy it. I want to go right. and I yeah. want to be immersed in it and I want to think it's great. And then if we're going to do one of these shows, I just try and think about it a little bit more between when I watch it and, and when we do the show so that I have, you know, hopefully something meaningful to add to the conversation. Oh, same here. It's, it's a fine line where you tear it to shreds and not. I stopped making notes because I started to do that. I'm like, you know, I need to rein this back. I enjoyed the movie. I, I, I'll watch it again. I'll buy it. It'll go in my collection of comic book movies. And because it's all ninja, Wolverine fighting, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, this is probably the, uh, the sixth movie review we've done this summer. And I find it is much easier to verbalize why the movie is bad oh, yeah. and where it fails well, than it is to explain why it's good. When it's good, it just turns into that Chris Farley sketch where right. he was like, you remember that? Yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> remember the scene with the bullet train? That was cool. Yeah, that was, that was, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, end up, you end up with, you know, a limp dicked review. Review, right. Yeah, so... Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's and that's sort of the the teeth that you chew on some something with when you when you're chewing on it. So, you know, it's it's funny because a lot of stuff sometimes will sound more negative than the person actually feels about it because that's the more interesting stuff to talk about. So, yeah, we have Buster, we have heard the commentary Mondays. What's that? I said we have here the here the commentary movie Mondays when you I've listened to you guys just go into it and at the end you and Scott are like oh we loved it and then you gush all over it, and I'm like huh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I mean I love the Star Wars movies but I could watch the Mr Plinkett reviews of them where he tears them all yeah. up and down you know 
left right. and right, and they're very entertaining to me, and yeah, I love watching the, them. So the How It Should Have Ended series on the web. Oh, that, those are great. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. But, but they, is... they usually make me think about, you know, it's like, God damn, they're right, that maybe wasn't as good as I thought it was. Oh, their, but... their Man of Steel one. <laughs> The Man of Steel one knocked me down to a six. In that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did, have you seen the one yet where uh, Superman and Batman are discussing the new Superman oh, and Batman yeah. movie? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Those are awesome. But uh, there, there is a tremendous difference between a movie that is well made from a technical point of view and, and put together well, and a movie that is entertaining. Yeah. They're not necessarily the they same. They don't have thing. to be the same thing. Yeah. It's great. No. They are. You know, in, in film school, those of us who've taken filmmaking classes, uh, you know, they they put they set forth, you know, Citizen Kane is the best movie ever, and technically it might well be, but it's certainly not the most entertaining movie right. ever. Well, I yeah. guess then Chris Chris Honeywell is coming at a double edged sword then, because you got the comic book background and the film school uh-huh. background, so you're looking at both sides. Well, I, I I'm mean, I'm but I also can I if. It depends on the movie. If it's, if the movie, if I like the movie, I can turn off all of that stuff, and not worry about it while I'm at the movie. I can worry about it afterwards when I think about it, and I can and I can suspend my disbelief. But if it crosses a certain line of badness, then I can't stop thinking about you know continuity and the filmmaker in me, and then I start looking at like where are the lights in this scene, you know, yeah. and and all that, and I start seeing the awkward script written on the paper, you know, and <laughs> the actors reading it, going, "Really, I have to mouth this this bullshit." Yeah. So. Oh, good God! <laughs> but usually, it has to be a really terrible movie to really to to get to that point. I can. I can let my since I paid so much money to be there, and I'm like I'm here in the dark room. I'm not doing anything else. I'm gonna go with it, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I can, yep. because why not? You're there, yeah. and then afterwards you can go. Well, I didn't really like that, or you know, I liked parts of it, but it was mostly kind of crappy. But you know, you still you try to you sort of go along with it while you're there to at least experience it because you're there otherwise just otherwise what's your other option walk out or yeah not even go you know what or not what in turn yeah chris honeywell as mr blinkett but why not go as i've said before it's like the best of times the worst of times we're gonna get to see all these characters we love from you know the page and comic books and books or whatever you know up on screen full glory and it's not always going to be exactly how we want and i think we all love these properties so much that we all enjoy all these movies on some kind of level or can if you allow yourself to and any of the nitpicking just basically comes down to it's like well i just would have done it that way instead of that way but it doesn't ruin it for me and whether your filter is like a film school student we're all going to do that, you know, weeks after the experience. But as long as you can go in and enjoy it, you know, be in the moment when the movie's going on, I think you're going to have the best time. Well, that's the thing is film school stuff, too, doesn't give me any extra. It gives me insight into maybe the technical aspect yeah. of it. But as far as enjoying a movie goes, you know, everybody's has equal capacity for that. So it's you can't be like, well, you know. I enjoyed the hell out of it, but the film student there, yeah, he says it's bad, so... <laughs> well, no, but you're just going to see it. different things than we do right. as far as say, okay, maybe I would have lit that differently or I would have yeah. shot that, you know, in a different speed or whatever the hell. Yeah. But, 
It might give me <laughs> more of a vocabulary to describe why I liked it or yeah. didn't like it, but but you're no, no better no. than us, some school student. All right. Whatever. <laughs> so what's our so so what's our rating? Do we have a number rating? Uh, I give it a fifty-six out of fifty-seven. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I give it three out of three claw pops to the neck. Oh, uh, nice! Stole mine. So. There you go. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna do a claws thing too, so now I'm fucked. Uh, we'll we'll go for a big claws up on the Wolverine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or claws nice off. Little claw, will it? <laughs> I give it two hot Asian women out of two. Ooh. <laughs> at the oh, same that's time. just the women. Uh, <laughs> two hot Asian oh, women at, at the same yes. time. Well, you know, together they only equal, like, you know, one full-grown Caucasian woman, so. So I'll give it yeah. one, one uh, probably give German it... model actress out of one? Russian. She is Russian. Russian. Excuse me, Russian. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, She's uh, like moose and squirrel. <laughs> yes. Uh, on a scale of ten, though, I'd probably give it, uh, probably give it an eight. Ooh, that's not bad at all. Spike. I'm looking at a seven. See, I like uh, Doctor. I think it's Doctor Bill's claws reference. I'll go. I'll go five out of six claws. I like it really good. One to ten, I'd go at seven five out of seven point five probably. Yeah. On a on a one to ten, about an eight. See, I won't put mine into I won't put mine into the framework of one to ten. I <laughs> stick with my fifty six to fifty seven. It's much more accurate. Yeah. Well, then I'm giving it one thousand and five hundred one thousand five hundred and ten out of one thousand six hundred and fifty. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Wait, I don't like doing math. So <laughs> I was told it'd be no math. Math is hard. <laughs> that would be uh, three out of five hot dogs, Chris. Ooh. As long as we're all beef. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our brand new website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Join our forum at ForumForGeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for 
Two True Freaks. Dumbass. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.